0: The Righteousness of Faith. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for guiding us into all truth, teaching us all things and showing us things to come and helping us to be anchored for these last days. In Jesus' name, go with me to the book of James chapter 1 and I'm going to look at it in verse 2 with you. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works Patience let patience have perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting lacking nothing Look at this when you have different temptations when you are enveloped in trial and Temptation when there's things pressuring you when you encounter them when they surround you on every side when you feel like you're being pushed and pressured and squeezed Count it all joy. In other words, let joy take the lead. Command joy. Use your authority and declare joy. I have the joy of the Lord. Why? Because joy is your strength. And joy is the strength of your patience. Because verse 3 says, Knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. When your faith is tried. When your faith is being put to the test. Either by on purpose. Because you are working. Working it and you're developing or by assault and something, some being, some devil is trying to steal your faith, you employ patience. You put patience to work. You let patience have a job and you give it the job of maintaining your position in faith, staying in faith, enduring in faith, and joy will help you with that. Joy will gird you up. Joy will make you stronger and help you to focus in on who you are, knowing who you are, knowing who you are. Verse 3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Count it all joy, knowing this, knowing this. Joy comes from what you know. You know who you are. You know you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You know that you who are born again, you have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You who feed on his word and pray and pray and believe and trust him. You know this, that when your faith is put to the test, employ patience, put patience to work, and let patience do a complete, thorough job. Because when patience is finished, when patience is done with that job, and you've gone through that trial, you will be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let's skip down to verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That double-mindedness. See, that's the enemy. He's trying to get you off course. He's trying to get you to be double-minded and be looking two ways at once. You can't look at two ways at once. He's trying to get you to forget who you are. He's causing distractions. One of his strategies, the strategies of the enemy, is to cause distraction. He's trying to cause discouragement. He's trying to distort the truth and to deceive. He's trying to bring in doubt, doubt, double. Don't be double-minded. Don't be thinking spiritually-minded and carnally-minded. Don't be thinking, oh, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, but thinking like and acting like and fixated on the old man tendencies you're not that old man anymore so you're not thinking like that old man anymore refuse to think like a mere old carnal man that is not recreated that is not a new creation that does not a partake of the divine nature don't let yourself get double-minded verse 12 blessed blessed is the man that endures temptation for when he is tried when he is tempted he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised them to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempts he any man. Look at this. We just got the context of temptation here. There's different kinds of temptations. There's different kinds of trials. There's different kinds of things. For example, the Lord tempted or tried or proved Put to the test Abraham when he had him offer up Isaac in Mount Moriah in Genesis chapter 22. Well, that was not being tempted with evil. That was him strengthening him, proving him, showing that his faith was what he knew Abraham's faith was at and what Abraham was at and Abraham proved that he was there, and he did it, and it worked out great. Hallelujah. So here we are realizing that the context of James here, chapter 1, is not being tempted by God. It's not being proved by God. It's being tempted with evil. Well, who's the tempter of evil? That's the devil. That's your adversary. That's the enemy that's trying to get you off course, that's trying to trip you up, that's trying to to throw you off, that's trying to wreak havoc in the lives of believers, that's trying to steal and kill and destroy. Verse 13, Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evils, neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted with evil, when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin and sin when it is finished brings forth death every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust And enticed lust what's lust lust is desire lust is a longing lust is a craving lust can be evil or lust can be good it doesn't necessarily have to mean evil perverted disgusting demonic things or worldly things or or carnal fleshy things it doesn't have to mean that lust means desire word here in the original text for lust is the same word Jesus used when he said, I've desired greatly to eat this Passover with you. It's used throughout the Bible, the word lust here is used in this New Testament for both positive and negative things, for both good and evil. It's all about context. So right here, we're going to put it in context of lust, and we're going to put it in the context of you have desires. You, believer, have desires. Now you gotta watch it because you can have good godly desires or you could have old worldly desires. You could have desires that arise from just your eyes or from what you hear or see in the world, the pull and the lure of the things of the age. Or you could have desires to please God. You could have desires to go after the things He's put on your heart. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Covet, desire, long for, crave earnestly the best gifts. Talking about the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Well, he's not tempting you to do evil with the gifts. But the thing is here that every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. The devil is crafty. One of his wiles is to take what you desire, whether it's good or whether it's bad, and use that desire as bait. And he puts that bait of your desire on a trap. Now, if it's an evil thing on an evil trap, it's intended to kill you. But if it's a good thing on an evil trap, it's still intended to kill you. It's still bait. It's what Whatever will get your attention, just like you would do any kind of animal or rodent. You would put something on there that would be attractive to it. It doesn't have to be an evil attraction, some poisonous thing. It could be just a piece of cheese on a rat trap because it likes to eat that. And it's not poisonous food, but yet when it goes after it, it gets snapped and it gets killed. Or you could put poison on the trap and it could eat the poison and get killed at the same time. I mean, whatever. The the point is, lust is the bait that the enemy will attempt to use to lure you into his trap. And lust, he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed or entrapped or trapped. That's on the trap. Verse 15, then when lust has conceived or possessed or seized when that desire you had has now gripped you and taken hold of you. You no longer have control or charge of the desire. It has desire has control over you. When it has control over you And has conceived and seized and possessed you when it's taken hold of your thoughts and when it's taken hold of your heart it brings forth sin and sin when it's finished brings forth death it brings forth sin it gives birth to sin so Just back to this idea of the trap. You've got a picture of a trap. Picture a a rat trap, a mouse trap. And you've got a little pedal on there and you've got some bait. The bait on the trap is your desire. The enemy is a deceiver. He will use tricks and wiles to get you. He'll use something that will lure you. And he's got on this trap desires. Things that you desire. Good or bad. Let's just say they're good things. So you've got this good thing on this trap. You don't know there's a trap there and you're lured towards it. You're going towards it. But if you're going towards it the wrong way, if you're going towards it with a wrong mindset, if you're going towards it with with an untempered, unrealistic desire, when you're not going at it realizing who you are and forgetting what manner of man you are you got to realize that you are the very righteousness of god in christ jesus you're made after his kind you're a partaker of the divine nature that you are made in his image in his likeness you are after his similitude in other words you are united with him inseparable you are dependent upon him All new creations, all born-again children of the Most High God are dependent upon Him. There's no such thing as a new creation that's an independent creation. We're united with Him. We're one spirit with Him. We're bone of His bone and flesh of His flesh, which means if you forget that you're dependent on the Father for the desires, and your Father will give you the desires of your heart, and He'll work in you both to will and to do His good pleasure, and those things that He's put inside of you, He'll work them out if you forget that and you start to go after them in the flesh if you start to go after them thinking like the old man if you start to go after them double minded or carnally minded or in a wrong manner all of a sudden what the enemy put on the trap has lured you into I believe I can go after this myself I'm going to go after this the world's way I'm going to go after this independent I'm going to go you may not be thinking those things but if that's your action if you forget who you are you will be trapped by your own desires that are good. If you forget who you are, you'll be trapped by desires that are evil. Whatever the case is, you need to remember who you are. You need to be fixed on who you are. Verse 14, every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust, his own desires longings, cravings, pleasures and enticed trap. Then when lust has conceived, had seized you, has taken possession of you, it brings forth sin, and sin when it's finished brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren, do not err. ERR. Do not wander from the truth. Do not be seduced into error from the truth. See, the whole thing here is the enemy's trying to trap you. He's trying to grab your attention and your thoughts. The enemy is looking for a way into your very inner counsel. He's trying to get to your heart to steal the word. He's trying to get control of you. And if he can control you in a little way or control you completely or anything in between, it's not good. We don't have anything anything of the enemy within us he's got nothing in us we are not ruled by him we are under the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth and teaches us all things and shows us things to come therefore we are not gonna err from the truth what every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the father of lights with whom there's no variableness neither shadow of turning look these desires you have their gifts the father will give you every good gift and he will keep from you everything that is a deceptive gift you don't need to be going after things yourself because if it's got a trap on the other end of it you don't want to be snared let the father lead you by his spirit and his word and go after the things that are godly now look at this the father of lights with whom there's no variableness neither shadow of turning of his own will of the father's own will he with the word of his truth he gave birth to us he gave birth to you with the word of his truth you are born of the Father. You're born of His Spirit. You're born of His Word. Look, that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creation. Look at this. You are made in the God kind. Remember who you are. You must remember this. Wherefore, look at verse 19. My beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, for the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are made of His kind. You're made of His his likeness. Chapter 3, verse 9 of James. You're, you're made in his similitude. You're assimilated into him. You're united with him. Right here in verse 18, you're born of his word. Hallelujah. He's leading you by his spirit. Now look. Verse 21. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Receive with meekness, with a humble, gentle, kind, teachable spirit, the engrafted word, That word that is implanted in you. That word that you are born of. Chapter 8 of Hebrews says he's taken his word when you were born again and put it into your heart. Your very nature is born of his word. That word that you are. That word that you're born of. That word, that incorruptible seed of his word that's been planted in you by the teachings you've heard. Receive it with meekness. And it'll save your soul. It'll Anchor your soul. You will not be double-minded. You will not end up into carnality. You will not be lured away by a good or evil desire with the enemy having a trap on the other end because you will know the truth and that truth has made you free from his deception. But see, verse 22 says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. Be a doer of the word. What does it mean to be a doer? To be a doer means you're producing the fruit of the word. It means the word of God. You plant it in your heart. It's sown in your heart as a seed. You keep it there. You protect it. You guard it. You meditate on it. You pray it. You think about it. You speak it. And you don't get off the word of God. You don't let pressure get you distracted from the word of God. You don't get double-minded. You don't let some pressure that comes because you're believing it gets you offended. You don't get offended by persecution. You don't get distracted and crowded with the deceptions of riches and the deceitfulness and lusts of other things that enter in and the cares of the world and just the overwhelming responsibilities of living life in this age. Don't let those things steal the word out of your heart. You keep it there. So a doer of the word is a believer. A doer of the word is a producer. A doer of the word is one that out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth is speaking and bringing things to pass. Be a doer of the word. Let this word work in your heart, not just hearing it. Don't just hear the word. Let the word grow up and develop in you. Why? Deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he deceives his own self. What does it mean to deceive him about his own self? It means that he's reckoning. He's reasoning contrary to the truth. What is the truth? The truth is, if any man is a hearer and of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholds himself, goes his way, and immediately forgets what manner of man he was. The whole key here is pointing back to who you are. Verse 17 and 18, who you are. Verse 20, who you are verse 23 and 24 who you are what manner of man he was if you look into the word of god if you hear the word of god if he's speaking to you and teaching you and showing you who you are what you have what you can do who you're connected with that the father is your source that the holy spirit his very spirit dwells within you and leads you and guides you if you forget what manner of man you are You will reckon and reason contrary to the truth. And then those desires will snare you. The temptations will flatten you and stop you. The tricks of the enemy will get you. You'll be deceived. You'll be brought in to a place of deception. You will, in essence, cheat yourself by being a hearer only and not a doer. If all you do is hear the word and you don't believe it, if all you do is hear the word and you don't do it, if all you do is hear the word and you don't meditate on it and you don't speak it and you don't let it shape you and shape your desires and get you stronger in relationship with the Father himself, if you don't go after him, if you don't realize that you are dependent upon him, You will reason contrary to truth of who you are, and you will cheat yourself out of your divine privileges, out of your inheritance, and you will not be effective in the body of Christ and the kingdom of God the way that the Father has called you to be. So remember, look into the mirror of the word of God and remember who you are and look into that word. It's the perfect law of liberty that'll make you free and you continue. Verse 25, and you're not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. If that word has been planted on the inside of your heart and if that word is producing and growing up in your heart and if out of the abundance of your heart you are Speaking and bringing things to pass, you will be blessed in your actions, in your works, in your travels, in your business, in your decisions, in everything you do. The bottom line is here, don't let pressure, temptations, trials persecution, pressure offend you. Don't let it stop you. Don't let desires get you off. Don't think that anything that's a desire is evil. It might be evil. It might not be evil. Just make sure that you go after it knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. Because if it's an evil desire, you will pay it no attention. You'll recognize it for what it is because you know who you are. If it's a good desire, it won't get perverted. You won't go after it the wrong way. The enemy won't tempt you to get at some wicked worldly way to try to get control over you because you know who you are and you know how to get things the father's way you receive them from his hand you don't pursue them in the sense of going after them and that's all there is to life you pursue the father and with him we go after these things together I trust that you have received what has been spoken this time and I declare over you that you are effective in spiritual warfare. You recognize the wiles and the tricks of the devil. You recognize his thoughts and his impulses and those things he tries to lure you into and in Jesus name you come out perfect and entire lacking nothing. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus dependent on the Father. One spirit with him. Amen. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.